No, I don't think that person's written again. But yeah, hopefully not. They're terrified that you're gonna stab them or yeah. something. Well, it's not your wife, but he screwed you nonetheless. That's very true. There's your dad joke that right dad there. Joke? <laughs> that might be an actually funny dad joke too. Yeah, there yeah, it is. One of these. Ready? Did we record? Okay, great. Good. Welcome to season four of the Never Going Pro podcast by Dads Inside Riding Trainers featuring GC Coaching. It's a podcast about riding bikes and parenthood and trying really, really hard at both. I'm your host, Ken the Badger Nowell, and with me is Shane Gaffney, founder of GC Coaching. Hello, everyone. I love this Zwift hat, Shane. Thanks, man. I already, and- I already asked for one, and he, and he said he, I could go buy one. And that's Chris Gorney introducing himself. How's it going? Outstanding dad. Good. Outstanding yes, dad. He is an, what, what, here, let me read this. <laughs> Outstanding dad, passionate teammate, and cyclist. It's true. Passionate teammate? <laughs> that's a new... Yeah. I'm just mixing it. That's it's, the it's, worst intro ever. I love I it. I know. It's is fine. the dyslexia kicking in. Well, so, that, that kind of that kind of goes along with our short take topic for today anyway of worst things worst things so our topic for today is worst bike ride ever and we're going to keep the science in the podcast as always and shane is going to tell us what went wrong scientifically speaking i don't know if i can scientifically uh dissect mine but okay (laughs) sure well i I can scientifically um dissect yours for you so okay so I was thinking about the worst podcast or worst podcast. That's what we do every time. The worst, worst podcast ever. Worst podcast. Worst <laughs> bike is, ride. It's and, this one so far. So far, so good. Yeah. So it's hard. You have to pick a category. Like, is it worst injury? Is it worst experience? Is it worst, you know, emotional? I mean, it's it's hard, you know? So I had sure. to, I, I, I kind of uh, have like a few options to talk about depending on the category, but I'm curious about you all. Like, did you go with worst Swift? Did you go with worst outdoor ride? Um, worst uh, marital issue that was caused by you being on a bike ride too long? Like, how did you guys approach it? Well, with Swift, I can always just get off the bike and walk in my house anytime. <laughs> so this will never get but so bad. I had two ideas. One was a road ride I did um, in the winter one time. Uh, and then another was like one of my first long mountain bike rides ever. And so I'll probably go with the, the mountain bike ride. That's that's what I'm going with today. What about it? Well, I will tell you about it in a second. But first, we need to catch up on each other's goals. So my goal is to hit the 300-watt 20-minute power and uh, make a progress. So I'm up to 292 uh, as of my last 20-minute power test. I'm really happy with that. And uh, Chris, I can't remember what your goal was. Mm, I don't know that I had one. It was probably something existential. I have one now. Okay. Uh, so I uh, am going to do a team of three race for the rule of three, which is in okay. May here in Bentonville. And um, we're going to do the 100, 100 mile course, myself and two friends. And it's uh, 10,000 feet of climbing, 100 miles of gravel, single track, and a little bit of pavement. And we want, uh, we want a podium. We want to be on the team podium. So that's our, that's our goal. It sounds like a good goal. You have four friends. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm paying. I only thought you had two. 
all no, in one no, town. No. All in one town. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's going to be training for that. So lots of uh, lots of hill riding. Lots for me. It's less about strength and more about technical um, technical abilities. So I've been searching for really the proper tire. If I bought a tire issues, and it finally occurred to me to just text Jeremy Bishop. <laughs> oh yeah, I a Bishop. Jeremy, what did I say? You Jeremy. said Jeremy. Sorry, I was thinking of Jeremy Powers. He's Ken's bro. Bishop. Yeah, I know, I know. Jeremiah Bishop. Sorry, Jeremiah. Uh, and uh, I just uh, I decided to text him and be like, yeah, I mean, like he would know. Like what? Like he's a pro. Like what tire should I ride? Yeah. And um, he sent me like one I'd never heard of. And then I looked it up. I was like, well, son of a bitch. Like why didn't I buy that way earlier? So anyway, that's what I'm doing. There's my network. It's good yeah. having a, a a buddy who's a professional mountain biker. Yeah, and I know he's ridden all around here too because right. it's super. Yeah, it's super chunky here, and it's like you get your normal WTBs or your gravel kings, and they just don't hold up here. So anyway, that's mm-hmm. my goal: podium. Cool. Good for you. And man. Shane, you had a mountain bike related. goal? Mine is mountain biking, but it's February in New Hampshire, so not a lot of mountain biking or outdoor riding going on right now. Well, so. did you get a bike yet? <laughs> I had a. It all squared away with a specialized rep and then went and then specialized and went direct to consumer and that screwed the pooch. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do in that regard, whether it's going to be getting direct to consumer or um, something else. I'm telling you, Canyon, Canyon, Canyon's the way to go. Well, I guess I have a, a question not to be too far off topic, but is specialized no longer selling in stores? I believe they're still selling in stores, but I was going through a rep and mm. the rep basically to went silent. Deal. Yes. The rep went hey, silent as soon as they went to uh direct to consumer. So how does that work now? Does that's that's a good question. So specialized, so they're now now they're direct just to like consumer. Canyon. Just like yep, Canyon. Just well, like well, yeah, Canyon. Well, yeah, I understand understand that, but like there's a lot of like a lot of stores that would sell their bikes and you know, of course, m- mark up the bikes are crazy as they do in stores. Mm-hmm. And so are they now lowering their store prices, which then screws their, I mean, how, or do you, or do the only, or, or if you buy a specialized in a store now, are you just getting ripped off? Like, how's that work? How are they going to figure that one out? I don't know. I think it's TBD. I don't have a lot of, I have a couple of friends that own bike shops. I haven't asked them what was happening. I think everybody's still learning what the process is going to be, but just like Canyon is Canyon sold in bike stores or no, no. they're just direct to no, consumer. Just DTC. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe specialized is going that way too. I don't really know. Did you guys hear about that? Uh, $10 million worth of uh, Shimano components getting stolen. Oh. Yeah. There was a, a, uh, facility, I forget where it was, but they had a, it was a, apparently like a really organized high crime thing. It wasn't like just some guy decided to steal it. There was a full semi full of $10 million worth of wow. bike parts. It was enough for some odd number of bikes, but it was all components stole the whole semi. Wow. Yeah, was and it just disappeared. Week. No yeah, GPS. They, on they, it? they haven't found it. Yeah. As of when I read the story this morning. Wow. That's yeah. a trip. So. Well, that sucks. Well, Moving on to the worst bike ride ever. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go for it. So my, I, I guess I picked the one that injured me the most. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and good. also injured me emotionally too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the ride away broke my collarbone was definitely my mm-hmm. worst ride. 
I broke my collarbone. I broke my bike in half, and I also oh. had a pretty pretty decent concussion. Um, and it was the first racing? day of summer. No, it was a group ride. On the first day of summer, right before uh, the Massachusetts State uh, Road Race Championships, which I was in back then, I was in really good shape. I was basically borderline cat two. Um, yeah. So the story is I was riding with my team and there was a newer rider who wasn't really that into group rides. Didn't really know how to ride in a Peloton. Didn't really have a lot of awareness, very typical situation where he, his front wheel was overlapped with the rider in front of him's rear wheel. The rider in front of him went to avoid a pothole and took out him and then i basically just went right into the back of him and then flipped over my handlebars at about 28 miles an hour and they landed directly on my shoulder and Mm. i just snapped my collarbone in many places two surgeries later repaired it um, but I, i was pretty much off the bike for a good six weeks and then i really couldn't do anything in terms of like weightlifting for about three months after that Mm. because of the way i broke it and then it was the fall and my summer was over (laughs) as well as my season that's pretty much it yeah and so the thing about being in new that in new hampshire is you know if you miss the summer you miss the outdoor season like we can still you know i was out riding last weekend it's not preferable but you know it can be done now I rode, so, I, rode minus outside, two. I rode outside yesterday here and it was 60 degrees and last Thursday we got 10 inches of snow. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like you pretty much just, if you know, it might be really cold for a few days, like super cold, but then you just got to wait and you're back out in a summer kit. It's, it's not good. Like it's definitely climate change is real. Just come here. Cause it's everyone just talks about how anyway, different topic. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Silver lining before I, I before I, I move on. Silver lining was during those, I was out of work totally for two months because I couldn't work. I was working as a PT at the time. So during those two months, I was able to establish GC coaching and come up with a business plan. And if I didn't break my collarbone, I probably would never have created, launched and made GC coaching what it is today. So it's like a, like a Hallmark movie, basically. A little bit. So that's my silver lining. Then the person that actually made you crash turned out to be your wife. And that's how you guys met. (laughs) And there's, there's the, there's the Hallmark movie. No, I don't think that person's written again, but yeah, hopefully not. They're terrified that you're going to stab them or something. Well, it's not your wife, but he screwed you nonetheless. That's very true. There's your dad joke. Was that the dad joke? (laughs) (laughs) That might be an actually funny dad joke too. Yeah. Uh, One of these. That's a good story. There it is. Man, I I uh, it's in, I thought a lot about crashes when I was thinking about my worst ride story, and I thought this was a fun topic just because, you know, we always hit really kind of we try to make it somewhat funny but serious. But this is sometimes it's fun just to hear other people commiserate if you're a cyclist. And so I kept thinking about all these injury stories, and honestly, most of the injuries I've had have been on mountain bikes since I moved here, and they all involve bleeding and stitches and such, or at least a lot of bruising. Um, and but I but. But about the story, I don't really feel that bad because I, you know, I'm okay now, and there's usually some kind of fun stories from it. And then it occurred to me that my worst bike injury is an unseen one that is quite embarrassing. That was from the first couple years I ever started biking. Uh, I don't know that I've ever told anyone the story because I, I don't remember it very often. But it was right when I started biking in college, and I bought this like Fuji something something heavy aluminum 
road bike and I put mountain bike pedals on it. I had no idea what I was doing. And I just cut my teeth just like out in the 30, 40 mile an hour winds outside of Lawrence, Kansas, riding with groups and just getting dropped like a rock. It was awful, but like it taught me to suffer because that's all I did. And then I was like, oh, I should try mountain biking. And uh, because there's some trails, there's some good trails around Lawrence. And um, I borrowed a mountain bike from a buddy. No idea what it was. I just went out on these trails. Well, I didn't know anything. And it had apparently rained pretty hard the day before. And so I got on these trails and they were just muddy, muck, <laughs> like, like no one else was out there. And, it, you know, in my time, I was like, this is great. No one's here. Of course, now I know that that's because you don't ride trails like, you know, no one who cares or knows anything would have been out there. Right. So anyway, I was out there and I was like, this sucks. It's so hard. I kept getting stuck and I kept falling and I kept like, um, essentially like racking myself because I'd hit these ruts and I would just fly forward on the bike and, or I'd hit a, I mean, it was just so bad. And I like, I hurt myself bad enough in that manner that I was like, I'm done. And I walked out of the woods and I was like sore. So long story short, I was pretty sore in the male nether regions for a couple days. And eventually I ended up having to go to the doctor where I will say that I had the most embarrassing sonogram experience of my life. Um, when they're doing a sonogram on that part of your body, you don't want to hear the phrase, we have a female medical student who'd like to sit in. <laughs> mm. And so anyway, I, uh, say it taint. So I'd say it taint. So yeah. So anyway, I had to be off the bike for a while, quite a, quite a bit, quite a bit of, anyway, quite a bit of swelling. And I now know what epididymitis is. So, Ooh. uh, learned Rich that first. Word. Yeah. It's a big word. Don't Google it. That's my, that's my, uh, probably my worst singular bike ride i've had like all kinds of crazy shit happen but it all ends up being pretty funny so that, that's you know worst bike ride is, is kind of a hard thing my worst trainer ride was when i tried to do uh, over under intervals um the day i found out i had covid a year or two ago and i have never felt so terrible on a bike uh and i because i was right about to get sick so i remember that day yeah it was a bad day that's mine the racking myself on a mountain bike because i was an idiot when i was 20. yep yeah um i i will tell you about mine it must have been the summer of 2006 and i had just gotten into mountain biking uh had bought a full suspicion uh full suspension specialized xc that was the predecessor to the epic and i've been riding for i mean like a month or two and you know not like the type of riding where I do now, but like going out twice a week or something like that. And my buddy says, you know, we really need to check out Beaver Dam. Apparently those are the best trails in the, the triangle Chapel Hill, Raleigh Durham area. And I was like, all right, cool. So we went over there and there was this one trail that is maybe 11 miles long and there's no bailouts anywhere. And this is in the days before GPS. So like you had no idea like where you were, if you wanted to like maybe cut through the woods to the other side of the trail. Um, because if you're not a mountain biker, you may not know this. The trails come, sometimes come back on themselves and they can be through the woods 15 feet away, but you can't see them. Mm -hmm. You know, like you almost have to be on top of the single track to see them. Anyway, I was like 40 pounds heavier than I am now. I was in terrible shape. It was hot. And I was like whimpering. I, I didn't know like whether I should turn around and go back the other way, but would that be more like a longer distance than, you know, going, just keep moving <laughs> towards the car. So anyway, it's, it's me out on this loop. Um, 
and just like suffering so bad trying to follow my friend out there. Eventually he just rode away. You know, he waited for me at the end of the, the trailhead. But um, that was a, a thoroughly miserable experience. And then ironically, um, I got a job promotion and this place was like 45 minutes from my house at the time. My new job was right over there. And those were the closest trails to my house. And so um, I was intimidated by riding those trails for probably two years, uh, even though I rode them all the time. And I finally got over it. And now it's, you know, it's nothing, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, that was, it was a thoroughly horrible experience out on the bike. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool that you live, well, that you work so close to them, though. You can basically face your fears and get better every single day that you do them. That's, that's kind of a cool thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it was, it was sort of like that exposure therapy. And each time I got a little bit faster, a little bit better. Um, of course, the second time I went out and rode that trail system, I was like on the local mountain bike forums and looking for somebody that could kind of show me around the other trails out there. And this dude was like a racer and I'm like this chubby guy, this total novice on a mountain bike. And, and that experience sucked too. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he was kind of, a, he was kind of a jerk. So anyway, yeah. So me and that, me and my first few experiences at that trail, like, uh, were not good, <laughs> but later on, you know, I ended up, uh, winning a, a one of the, the areas, biggest mountain bike races over there, which was really cool. And, um, uh, sort of conquered that fear. Sweet dude. It's a yeah. great story. Yeah. Most when I most of my like funny cycling experience stories happen on group rides that didn't happen to me, but it happened to people I was with. Yes. And so it's like mm -hmm. it's those are maybe even funnier. You know, I uh um I was on a two week this was back before we had kids. I was on a two week Oregon bike trip with a couple buddies and um we just nothing we didn't ever do any days super long. It's like forty or fifty miles at long you know, the longest. We had a lot of we just sat around the campsite, had a lot of fun, went all over Oregon for two weeks. And, um, on the very last day, very last day, we wanted to stop at a winery, right? Cause it's Oregon. And we, uh, we had no mechanicals, no crashes, no nothing for two weeks. And then we stopped at this winery and we come to find out that the people who started the winery all were from the same city that we all went to college in. And so they were like, Oh my God, you know? And so they like opened and it was just, uh, and they just, you know, really rolled out the red carpet for us. And so we were on our way back to the campsite and we were half mile from the campsite on this dirt road on road bikes. And one of the guys just totally wiped out and like tore his was jersey. Y'all were kind of oh, buzzed up at this oh, point. Oh, he was, he was pretty drunk. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I have this amazing photo that I plan on framing and giving to him for a birthday someday, but is it's him on the ground, like 10 feet away from his bike. Cause he just wiped out and rolled and he like got all of this road rash ripped up his jersey, scratched his bike half mile from the RV on the last day oh. of a two-week trip on a flat road because he drank too much. It was amazing. Damn. So I think, story, I think stories about other people are typically funnier because you don't have like the, the physical scars, the emotional scars from them. Yeah. But I Oh, yeah. Funny. I mean, I can definitely, you know, I've had stories where I've seen, been on a bike ride and saw somebody else have their worst bike ride ever. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. One of the, <laughs> one of the, uh, one other time, like, uh, was at this local trail system and there were two guys that had never ridden before. And I was like, well, you know, you're welcome to ride with me. And this one guy was from out of town and he had rented a bike 
And this was, uh, he was on a specialized Epic that has that brain shock. So it's like a two piece shock. It has the shock in the normal position, but then it also has this valve near the rear axle. Well, he wrecked the bike. He broke that off and it spit fluid all over his rear brake. (laughs) And then of course, like he had no suspension at that point. It just sagged out and we were pretty (laughs) far from the car. Like, and this is a rugged trail and he probably crashed three more times. So he basically destroyed this loner bike. (laughs) AKA, AKA bought a broken bike. Yeah, you know, and uh, and he was he was all busted up. He was bleeding head to toe. Uh, He was covered in like um, whatever suspension grease, probably like a mineral oil and grease. Yeah, something something like that. It was bad. I felt bad for the guy. Man, I'll tell you, that's like every time I every time you ride through some of the mountain bike parks here. You know, people who listen to this know where I live, and like some of the big mountain bike parks here. Man, there's so many tourists. I it's not like a, Oh, look at that. It's a, every time on a weekend I go through one of them on the way to something else or something. I, I, every single time I see someone hurt, I have mm. seen more broken arms, broken legs, broken ankles. Um, I, I, I mean, I bet I've seen a dozen or more in the last year. It's nuts. Like it's, and then, you know, then people are now renting e-bikes and you oh. see these, it's almost mm-hmm. like dead man walking, you know, I'll be in a Even group more of like locals. Yeah. I'll be in like a group of locals and we're climbing up somewhere and you see these people on e-bikes that are clearly tourists and you're like, oh yeah, they're dead. Like they're doomed because e-bikes allow you to get to places you shouldn't get to unless mm-hmm. you potentially have the legs to bike up to there. Man, it is the fire department here has these special little ambulances that can fit on some of the small trails specifically because of the mountain bike parks. It's like... I've I've never seen so many. What are, what are they like? Like uh, uh, quads? Yeah. ATVs? A, well, yeah, but there's even one that's really small and it's got like a little a conditioned cab, but it's still you know I don't know like six oh, yeah. feet wide. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean well, it's cool. Not it's cool most, to have, but that's, that's yeah, pretty yeah. cool to have in I was the with, town though. I was with a buddy who went an endo and and, bro- and uh, broke his collar, separated his AC joint or whatever it is, and um, I called the I called nine one one and because we couldn't get him out of the, where we were. We couldn't get him to a car or anything. And, and I started to try to describe to the operator where we are. And they go, oh, no, we know where you are. Like, they're like, they're, like oh, we're at the bottom of this. They're like, no, no, we know where you are. I was like, oh. We're there every, every yeah, four yeah. days. Yeah, and then when the ambulance showed up, they said, are you guys the broken leg or the collarbone? Like they had, <laughs> oh, I kid you not. They were there. We were like, oh, we're the collarbone. They're like, okay, cool. They're on their way. Like, they were going somewhere calls. else. Yeah, Holy yeah, they are going somewhere else. Anyway, commiserating's fun. These stories are fun. Yeah, you know? it, it it is. And, you know, I think what's interesting is when, when this topic came up and we were talking about it the other day is, like, the bike rides where I got injured really didn't – I mean, I didn't even think of them. No. No, because, like, that certainly was not the worst injury I've ever had. That actually happened a year ago uh, where I just ate it going through, you know, on this, on this mountain bike descent and bounced over some rocks and – a lot of road rash and a huge laceration to my hip. And that took months to heal because of the, that was gross. Like, Oh God, it was so bad. Well, and it was two, and, then, and then you had your spine surgery after that. Yeah, later, two days right? later. Right. Yeah. Right. It was like less than four. It was like 36 hours later. I had uh, spinal fusion surgery. So like, <laughs> I unrelated. Bad. Yes. Completely unrelated. 
and they almost, you know, the intake nurse was like, I don't know if we could even do the surgery. Let me go talk to the surgeon. Cause you know, I was all, I was like, yeah, I had a little bit of a spill on my mountain bike the <laughs> other day. It's like, you know, I was like scratched up all up my back. Yeah. And you were real messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were both like just stupid. And then Chris was out, <laughs> got hurt God. and his son was born. Like, you two just did not think much last year. Too high and too slow into a berm the day my son was born. I was trying to get a ride in before I went to the hospital. And I like Which is hilarious off, in which itself. Which is hilarious. I snapped off one of my <laughs> shifter paddles oh, and no. I crashed hard. And um and it was one of those and I had to walk out through the woods to get to another trail. And I literally told myself, I was like, if I can make it home, I don't have to go to the ER. And I was like, my wife will murder me if we're both going to the ER today for different reasons. So I ended up, so I ended up being first off I, when I broke my shifter paddle, I was stuck in a, the worst, my like hardest gear. And I got a PR up a hill, which is hilarious. Um, just blood going down my shin. But, uh, it was funny, like trying to sleep in the hospital and these sheets and I turn over and I was like, Oh God, like, cause I had these op- like this like bandages that were like pulling on my leg. But I couldn't complain, of course, because my wife was having a oh, child. Oh God, so, no! Don't. So don't yeah, do I that. kept yeah. yeah, I kept my mouth pretty shut. Um, anyway, these stories are fun, man. No, I, they are. Know, that I mean, I told the story where I fell off a drop in because I was swatting a wasp and ended up having to get something glu- a, a wound glued together. I told you guys that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that one's still not. I great. forgot about that one. Yeah, it's it's still God, it's like, man. It's, that's your first year of mountain biking has no, been no. hard on you. I think yeah. it's a lot. You know, when people start. Like they don't ride bikes and their first bike is a mountain bike. Uh-huh. Yeah. They probably don't get hurt as bad uh, because they don't have like overconfidence in their skills. And uh, they also aren't fast. You know? Yeah. Well, so. I had, I, I had half of those problems. I have, I have a strong engine and no skill. So it's all gusto. Hence all the crashing, you know, right. I'm doing better now. I'm, I've slowed it way down and I, I crashed less. Knock on wood. That's good. That's good. Well, this has been a really fun little episode. I hope uh, I hope all the fans enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back here soon. And anything else before we go, guys? No. Nope. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the worst bike ride ever on the Never Going Pro podcast. Thank you for listening. And ride on, and we will see you in Wytopia. Yeah.